Well, as the Fed tries to stamp down inflation to the around that two percentage number, they've held interest rates steady for another month in a decision that was released this week. But we're not out of the woods, probably going to see another quarter of a percentage rate increase before year's end. And then certainly as we get into 2024, we'll see some additional uh, markups as well. Tim Nash is the VP Emeritus at Northwood University and an economist and joins us now. Tim, good to have you. Chris, great to be with you. Uh, what did you make of this decision by the Fed uh, to hold steady for this month, but but probably going to raise it another quarter of a percent before the year's end? I, I'm I'm a little leery as to the uh, the Fed's decision, Chris, simply because inflation has been increasing at a faster uh, pace the last three months. You know, it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what, what your listeners need to know is that. First of all, inflation's up about 18.5% since uh, President Biden took office, which is the overall average. Uh, it's the, the highest in 40 years, over two and a half years of a presidency. It began to come down, increasing at a smaller rate, but still increasing. And now it's starting to go up. It was 3% two months ago, uh, and, and then uh, 3.2%, and then last month, uh, 3.7 percent, and so it's uh, it it uh, inflation. We're worried that it, exactly what happened in the late 70s, early 80s, where we thought we had inflation under control, and then inflation got out of control, and we had uh, double-digit uh, uh, interest rates and uh, people financing homes at uh, uh, um, you know a, a alternative or arm rate uh, mm-hmm. interest rates where they varied by every two years. And, and that's not the kind of condition we want to get into again. So I, I would have uh, increased it to 25 basis points this last time. In terms of what can be done if that number keeps creeping up, you talked about the, the incremental uh, upticks to that inflationary number nearing now 4% after it got down to about 3 What What else is there really to do to stamp this number down? I mean, they've held steady on the rate increases, but at the same time, um, you know, we 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 got to make sure that that number stays low, even though we're still paying high prices across the board for gasoline, for fuel, or for for food, and rent payments are still through the roof. What what else can be done to keep that number low, or and get it down to that two percent target? Well, the Fed needs to reduce the money supply. You know, the money supply, as measured by the uh, the Federal Reserve balance sheet. Has gone from uh, uh, you know well under a trillion dollars in the late 1990s. It got as high as nine trillion for a while under President Biden. That is going down. It's down to about 8.1 uh, uh, a trillion right now. But we can reduce the money supply. What, things that we can do absolutely that will help with prices would be to reduce government spending. Our government spending is just out of control. And it's both Republicans and Democrats. Uh, the latest swing up in spending has been obviously the Biden administration. And, and, and so we need to get government spending under control. You know, we have a national debt that from 1776 to 1981, it took 205 years to run up a trillion dollar national debt. And just uh, earlier this week, it, it broke 33 trillion. 
and the, the national debt has gone from 13 trillion in 2010 to 33 trillion today, Chris. So government spending is out of control, and we have to come to grips with that. And then finally, we have to stop regulating the economy. One of the reasons why prices are getting so high, such as key prices in the economy, you know, people don't realize how important oil and natural gas are, not just to heat your home or, or to cool your home, to illuminate your home, factories, businesses, but it's important. Those two uh, fossil fuels are responsible for about 6,000 vital uh, products that we produce every day that are necessary, from pacemakers to, uh, uh, to, to, to eyeglass frames to uh, – you know, batting helmets for little kids in in, the, in in Little League and everything in between. Vital items we produce every day come from oil and natural gas, and we keep making it difficult to produce it here in the U.S., and we're buying less clean uh, energies of those types from countries that don't have our best uh, interest at heart. So that's the third thing I would do. I would deregulate uh, uh, energy like never before. Unleash the American competitive free enterprise system as it relates to uh, oil and natural gas. The other thing that the Fed uh, w- will will likely look at, and they've said that they're revising their economic growth expectations for this year upwards to about 2.1% for domestic product growth is is that something that jives with with what they're doing in terms of holding steadies on these rates and, and predicting a soft landing in terms of a recession does that jive to you well if we can get that, if we can get gdp growth up it means that there will be more jobs it means there will be better incomes it means quite frankly chris that we will have a, a better payment of our targeted tax revenue. Right now, the federal government is running behind on tax revenue because the economy is not doing well. And if the economy is not doing well, businesses are not doing well. If businesses are not doing well, they're not paying uh, uh, in the tax revenue that that, uh, was projected uh, and what the federal budget was built on. So if we can get growth up, uh, yes, it would help. But I'm not real optimistic that the uh, the uh, the growth rate in GDP in the United States is going to be um, uh, very impressive by the end of the year. We might have a you know a decent quarter, but remember 2.1 percent. That's well below the historic 3.3 percent GDP growth that we've had uh, for most of the time frame from the end of World War II to date. So we're we're behind where we should be anyway. In terms of the economic outlook and and, uh, GDP aside, interest rates aside, I mean, people are still seeing incredibly high prices across the board. And that makes, as you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, you know, home buying. It it becomes really difficult for a lot of people or trying to buy a vehicle right now. And now we're in a strike with the UAW and likely could see car prices rise higher. I mean, over the span of the next, you know, eight to 12 months. I mean, are we going to be in an, in an advantageous economic cycle for the middle class, for the American people? Would you say? I would, I would say no, unfortunately it pains me to say that, but I think the answer is no. And, and, you know, you hit a couple of key points a year ago, 
little over a year, 15 months ago, you could have purchased an automobile at 2% interest uh, on an 84-month uh, loan. Today, that same loan, if you have good credit, is going to cost you 8%. And that, you know, that's in some cases doubling the the, uh, the payment. Uh, if you look at, um, uh, you know, home mortgage interest rate, a year and a half ago was, um, you know, when President Biden took office, it was below 3%. Uh, there are people paying 8% for a 30-year fixed mortgage, and the average is close to about 7.25%. So you, you, when, when those rates double and triple, that becomes a huge problem. And perhaps the worst thing that we have to deal with with all of uh, uh, the complexities in my call, for example, for less government spending, uh, Chris, is the fact that at the end of the year, we're going to recalibrate all interest rates. So people are paying higher interest for automobile loans, higher interest for home mortgages, higher interest on their credit cards. And at the end of the year, the federal government has to recalibrate the interest rate they pay on the national debt. So for the first time in U.S. history, next year, the interest on the national debt will go from not being in the top 100 40 years ago to being the third largest item, interest on the national debt will be larger than defense in 2024 at over $1 trillion. And that's because inflation is so high and it's driving up the cost of borrowing yep. even in the federal government. Dri- yeah, there's no doubt about it and driving up the cost of everyday necessary items for the American people. Dr. Tim Nash, good stuff. Appreciate the time. We'll talk to you again very soon. Got to take a break.